Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If you can liken the book of Ephesians to a car, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and chapter 3, verse 13, is the engine. Chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, is the ignition switch. And chapters 4 through 6 is the roadmap for where and how to drive. Chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, is like a cry from heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as we focus on Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, and look at three requests in Paul's prayer in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Filled Up to All the Fullness of God. Well, today we come to the high point of the book of Ephesians. Arguably, you could make that case. Um, This is the pinnacle of the mountain of great doctrine and mind-stretching information that has been poured out upon us since chapter 1. This passage is like our mountaintop experience, and from here we begin to put into practice what we've learned about our position in Christ. And remember that uh, the phrase, in Christ, is definitely the theme of Ephesians. It occurs 27 times in these uh, six chapters. So if this is the top of the mountain, it's all downhill from here, right? All of us over 50 years old know that once you're over the hill, you, you pick up speed. Isn't that how it's supposed to go? Well, last week we began to look at this prayer that culminates the first half of Ephesians. We looked at verse 14 through the beginning of verse 17, and today uh, we're going to overlap just a little bit so we can see the, the three requests that are part of this majestic prayer. Paul's obvious goal for all of his Christian friends, be they in Ephesus or in Boise, Idaho, 20 centuries later, is the glory of God, that we would understand who He is and we would ascribe to Him the glory that belongs to Him. You can be sure that if you implement the things that this prayer asks for, you will be giving God glory. So if you want to think of Ephesians like a car, and I promise the Apostle Paul did not think of it that way. But you could picture the, the first three chapters as the engine. And then this prayer is like the ignition switch. And then verses 4 through 6 is the onboard roadmap to tell us where to go with all that He has taught us. So chapter 3, verses 14 through 20 run is like a cry from heaven, like you would hear at the start of the Indy 500. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Now, this is actually the the second of three prayers in Ephesians. Back in chapter 1, Paul stopped off and prayed for your enlightenment. Here, he prays for your enablement. 
And then toward the end of chapter 6, he's going to pray for your boldness. In other words, this is the whole picture. I want you to understand this. I want you to see this clearly. And now I want you to live it out. Today we're going to focus mainly on verses 18 through 21. But as I said, I want to back up and help you see the the requests of this prayer all as a unit. So the first is a request for strengthening, verses 16 and 17, and we got into that last time. Then there is a request for understanding God's love in verses 17 and 18. Then a request for all the fullness of God. I mean, go big or go home, right? Why not ask for the ultimate? And then this ends with the source of the answers. So let's look at that request for strengthening. We got started in this last time, and we wanted to stop off and uh, major on an application. But verses 16 through the beginning of 17, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Remember that cool phrase, strengthened with power? power. That's two words for power put together. And he wants you to understand that by the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, you actually can, can live out the power of God, which enables you to serve as you uh, go about your relationships in the body of Christ. And we saw different places that Scripture says is the source of our strength. And I commend that sermon to you if you haven't already heard it. The result of this strengthening from the Lord is that, and this is what we majored on last time, it's that Christ settles down to be at home in your heart. And we took time to emphasize that. So let's move on now to the second request, request for understanding God's love, starting in the middle of verse 17. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. Now, that's a, that's a mouthful. Notice the little word that is in and that you. That really should be translated in order that. He's stating the, the purpose of why he's praying this way. A result of the strengthening of God in the inner man, the work of the Holy Spirit teaching you, helping you to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. A result of that is that you will be able to comprehend the love of God in a deeper way. Now, key phrase here. I'm going to get slightly technical on you, but then we'll come up for air and you'll find it. It is a breath of fresh air. Notice the phrase, rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded in love. Rooted, obviously, refers to the metaphor of a tree. The root system is the support system for the tree. Grounded uses the metaphor of a building. The foundation is the support system for the building. Both of them have the idea of being firmly placed on a solid footing. As Christ settles down to be at home in your heart, you have a firm foundation to build upon. Now, there are interesting and important little nuances in this phrase, rooted and grounded in love. What is significant is that they are both, rooted and grounded, are both perfect passive participles. Now, take that to the bank and milk the interest out of it. 
Uh, that should get you excited, not because you have a clue what that means, but let me tell you. Three important things to know about rooted and grounded. Because they are participles, they have a meaning only in connection with a verb. And the verb is comprehend. These both, rooted and grounded, are actions that come prior to the action of the verb. And that means that in order to comprehend the love of of God, you have to be rooted and grounded in His love. It's something He gives to you. The perfect tense means this is something that's once done with results remaining, so it's been accomplished for you. And the passive voice means it's not something you do, it is done for you by an outside agent. Now, even if that Greek lesson didn't uh, float your boat, understand the significance of this. Uh, Paul is saying, since you have been firmly rooted and grounded in God's love. That's part of your salvation. He has done that for you. He loved you so much He gave His only begotten Son. He died before you were born. While you were His enemy, He died for your sins. You are rooted and grounded in His love in such a way that its power now can flow through your life so that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth. Now, that's also worded precisely. May be able um, implies that you're going to have full strength or ability. It means you are now eminently able to comprehend the significance of God's love because you are rooted and grounded in it. Therefore, you can understand it. Therefore, you become a conduit for God's power to love to flow through you. Comprehend means that you, you lay hold of it, you, you appropriate it, you internalize it, you, you, you make it your own, and it becomes your possession. Now, this is so that you may, able to, may be able to comprehend, next key, key phrase, with all the saints. This whole thing is... It's not a private thing. Love cannot be in evidence without other people around upon whom you shower the love. So the thought here is pretty clear. You have experienced God's love for yourself. That's why you can be standing complete in Christ. You're rooted and grounded in love. And therefore, Paul prays, you will make that love your love, and turn it loose outward on all the rest of the saints. Now, in case you need another reminder, this is one of many dozens of passages in uh, the Scripture that make it clear you cannot practice Christianity apart from the local church. This is something that takes place with all the saints. Now, I'm not saying you have your sins forgiven by uniting with a church. I'm not saying that salvation is by church membership or even participation in a church. Salvation is very personal. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's, that's your personal responsibility. That's your personal faith. By grace, 
You have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not as a result of works that no one may be able to boast. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.